The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, it's just gone 90 minutes past five here on 101.9 High FM Afternoon Overdrive. I'm just looking at what we're going to be discussing this afternoon. Can be, I was saying earlier on, can't people just get along? Can't they just get on board the Abraham Accords? Can't they understand Israeli technology and uh, medical assistance and everything will be fine? We just wish, don't we, Rolene Marks? Joining us from we- Israel, our Israeli correspondent. Great to have you again on board, Rolene. We do wish, but if everybody got along, we wouldn't have any, <laughs> any work to do. Well, if they got along, we'd have nice things to talk about, wouldn't we? This wouldn't is we? We do have some nice things to talk about Well, there about you go, today. but there, there will be nice things. But anyway, we just hope for that uh, scenario one day. For now, rockets being fired, IDF strike back, the victim of Elod, terror attack passes away, infiltration at uh, Sagot. Have I got that uh, pronunciation correct? What's going on there it, now? It, it is a, a, a difficult one to pronounce, Psagot. So <laughs> let's backtrack. Let's talk about the rockets yesterday. You and I, yes, as we yes. were talking on air, the mm-hmm. alert sounded. And it was confirmed uh, a, a couple of minutes after I came off air that it was, in fact, a rocket. You know, um, wow. very often we are uh, very cautious not to just assume that uh, they are rockets because sometimes mm-hmm. there are false alarms. Sometimes uh, with weather conditions, um, it, they set off the Tseva Adom, the red alert system. But yesterday was a rocket. It has been confirmed to have been fired by Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Uh, and that would have been with the consent of Hamas. Hamas mm-hmm. are responsible for everything that happens in the Gaza Strip. And uh, we hold Hamas responsible for this because it is their role to try and rein in the um, the terror organizations. Uh, thank goodness this rocket was intercepted by the Iron Dome batteries. You and I also spoke a little bit about yes. everybody saying, why doesn't Israel just send their batteries off to Ukraine? Well, you mm-hmm. know, I think we can demonstrate that uh, we need our Iron Domies working here as well because of these intermittent rocket attacks and one woman was moderately hurt as she was running to her shelter this is in Sterot and uh, in the early hours of the morning the Israeli Air Force striking Hamas targets in response in the Gaza Strip It was very interesting uh, earlier on when I gave an update uh, as I usually do on what's you know making the front pages of the various um, publications uh, Ben Gavir, our friend Ben Gavir not satisfied with the IDF's response in Gaza and he's saying we should just take out the Hamas leaders for each rocket fired into Israel, wow so he's now come on board and uh, he's voicing his uh, opinion on this now, besides other interesting, uh, shall we say, uh, attraction to his, uh, his, his activities later, lately. <laughs> well, there's a, an excellent op-ed in the Jerusalem Post today uh, about Israel's response and does it uh, promote more terror. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people say it's controversial. I think it's a good topic for discussion because yeah. we have seen a significant uptick in terror attacks since this new government has come in. The previous administration used the carrot and stick approach that if you are uh, behaving yourself and don't commit too many terror attacks, we will allow for more work permits, etc., uh, that will benefit the Palestinians. Um, but 
uh, having spoken to some of my friends, colleagues working in the security systems, there's always the concern that you, you are dealing with an entity within these terror organizations sure. who are uh, motivated by the right-wing government to commit even more terror attacks because they see it as a matter of pride. So uh, while we did have a wave of terror last year, we certainly have seen in the less than a month that our new government, or just slightly over a month that our new government mm-hmm. has been in place, we have seen uh these terror attacks. There hasn't been a downturn in terror. So uh, Mr. Smotrich, who has not served a day in the IDF, mm-hmm. uh, might want to uh, reconsider his strong words. But then he is speaking to his constituents. Well, indeed, that's what politics is all about, isn't it, Rolene? Let's see how this transpires over the next couple of days and hoping we don't hear sirens now and you guys will be a lot safer going forward. Uh, the Abraham Accords now. Now, earlier on, uh, I did communicate with you about uh, the Sudanese position on uh, the Abraham Accords. Uh, if you can just clarify for us what is going on with Sudan regarding the Abraham Accords. Well, the good news is that we are expecting a uh, an imminent press conference. Eli Cohen, our foreign minister, is expected to hold a press conference at about 7.30 Israel time tonight for a big announcement. But I think we all know what the big announcement is going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, two years ago, Sudan said that they would be entering the Abrahamic Accord circle. Right. And, and since then, you know, uh, you've heard us refer to the Abraham Accords being Israel, the United States, Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, and Morocco. And many people have asked, but where is Sudan, they said they were normalizing ties. Well, while they have said that, uh, a lot of domestic instability inside of Sudan, not to mention a coup Mm -hmm. in 2021, prevented them from formally signing the actual documents, uh, from formally accepting Mm -hmm. the the Abraham Accords. They weren't present for the historic signing on the White House lawns um, under the Trump administration. Uh, But we are expecting, because a high-level Israeli delegation is in Khartoum. Now, this is extraordinary because in the 60s, we had the famous three no's of Khartoum. No to normalization, uh, no to recognition, no to peace. And uh, by the end of today, I think we are going to hear a yes to normalization, yes to recognition, yes to peace, and that be signed. Well, uh, Rolene, something uh, before I forget, um, I stand corrected, but is there also talk of Chad perhaps uh, joining these accords or cementing closer ties to Israel? Chad, uh, not necessarily joining the accords mm-hmm. because we do have bilateral ties with Chad. Uh, okay. If anybody wants to know where Chad is, it's located next to Nigeria. And next it to Sudan, is a Muslim-majority right. country. But today we had a very, very significant event, which was the opening of the embassy okay. in Ramat Gan in Tel Aviv. Uh, earlier today, Prime Minister Netanyahu was there with the president of uh Chad opening the the embassy on this historic occasion, saying that this is the latest step towards uh, increasing our friendship, increasing our mutual interests of peace, cooperation and uh, security and strategy. Now, Netanyahu 
in his previous term as Prime Minister, did a lot of shuffling Mm -hmm. backwards and forwards to Africa. Uh, And now we see this uh, historic opening of an embassy of, uh, I don't know, do you say Chadian? Chadian. 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 Chadian embassy (laughs) in Israel. Oh, okay. Great news indeed. And let's see how that can uh, progress uh, perhaps to other countries to cement ties with the Holy Land. Israeli doctors perform kidney transplants in Gaza. A good news story for a change. It is a good news story for a change. Now, so many people focus on the the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians, and many forget that there is a whole other country uh, apart from the conflict that is Israel. So this is really, really extraordinary news. A delegation of 25 doctors from Physicians for Human Rights, this is an NGO, entered the Gaza Strip to perform life-saving kidney transplant surgery. So these were Arab-Israeli doctors from Hadassah Hospital and uh, a vascular surgeon from the Rambam uh, Hospital in Haifa. Now, uh, uh, what is really, really... uh, Extraordinary is they took the sizable delegations, they took in medical equipment, they helped train up medical professionals in Gaza, they even gave mental health training to medical professionals in Gaza. Now, of course, they're not Jewish Israelis, they are Arab Israelis, but they're Arab Israelis that still belong to the state of Israel. So this is the first time that this has happened, and it's really, really significant. And uh, uh, what we're hoping to do is to send in x-ray machines that will help treat patients in the Strip. Now, I know some people will be saying, but what about uh, treatment for, for Palestinians in Gaza? Do they come into Israel? Yes, they do get permits through uh, COGAT, that is the unit of the IDF that's responsible for the coordination uh, of, of Gaza and the Palestinian territories, so and that would include the West Bank. And we do have a number of NGOs um, on the ground, one of them a uh, NGO made up of former IDF generals that uh, go to the, uh, the the relevant crossings, Kisufim, um, uh, the, the various other crossings, and bring in patients for medical treatment and then take them back. So really, there is this coordination, there is this cooperation that happens on the ground. Great, that's great clar- clarification about uh, medical endeavours being done on the part of Israeli doctors and medical staff. Rolene, we're going to have to wrap it up there. Always a pleasure chatting to you. Uh, stay safe and take care. Uh, I say, thank goodness we didn't hear the sirens. Hope they don't go off ever again. Rolene Marks, uh, our correspondent from Israel, telling us about what's happening on the latest uh, in the Middle East.